Welcome to Her Take, a podcast by three friends sharing their take on just about anything. I'm Jackie. I'm Jen. And I'm Kira. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into it. to her take. If this is your first time joining us, we're so happy to have you here. If you've joined us before, thank you for coming back. This is episode 32, take two. Um, We are (laughs) recording this on a Sunday and we were recording yesterday, uh, Saturday afternoon, and we had some tech issues and unfortunately we lost the first episode. So uh, it was kind of a crazy tech day. I accidentally threw out my microphone wire. So I'm recording this on computer audio because I'm a dum-dum. And unfortunately, Jen lost her audio. So we're going for take two. We're here for it. We're excited. We're excited to have you here. Um, so we'll see how this goes. Last yesterday's episode was a little chaotic, so this it may be it wasn't the- our best. So yeah, it was not. It was kind of all over the place. <laughs> I think it was a sign that they were like, you know what? Let's not put this out. This isn't very yeah. Maybe <laughs> it isn't good. Needed a do over. Yeah. yeah, we've never had to do a full <laughs> do over, but we're still excited. We're here. Um, we hope that you've been having an okay week. This is not. These are not okay times, but we hope that your week has been good. Um, And I think that, you know, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, COVID is Rona, whatever we call it, him. I think we're going to call him him. Um, (laughs) Whatever we call Rona, it's been impacting all of our lives. And yeah, Rona's a guy, we decided. Um, It just feels appropriate. Um, I think it's been impacting our lives, you know, in different ways, small ways, bigger ways. Um, And we hope this, you know, time can be a little bit of an escape for you and for us. You know, we're still going to touch upon it, but ultimately we hope that this can be just a really positive um, time and, you know, hope that we can sort of bring a little light and positivity um, into your lives because doing this podcast is really something that we love to do as well. Um, You know, we're committed to doing take two. So, we're excited, and I think with that, we'll get into our check-in for the week again. Jen, how was your week? Hey, everyone, and thank you, Jackie, for the amazing intro, as per usual. Um, yeah, as Jackie mentioned, yesterday we had some technical issues, so um, for whatever reason, the software that we use to record our podcast um, just crashed on me, and then when I clicked recover, the file opened and there was no audio so that was fun and the three of us are just taking it as a sign that we have to do a full retake a full retake of the episode um i would say we were like maybe halfway two-thirds of the way done anyway so at least we weren't completely done and it crashed but um for the best that we're re-recording and also yesterday when we were recording I discovered why my audio has not been as good as Jackie and Kira's. Like, for the past two months, I'm, like, been sitting here trying to understand when I listen to the podcast, it sounds so echoey. It sounds like I'm far away from the mic. I didn't really understand why because I'm holding the mic pretty close to me. And I discovered yesterday that my 
input for sound has been my laptop. So like the built-in microphone in my Mac and not the actual microphone that we have. So we discovered that's why my audio hasn't been as great as Jackie and Kira's. So hopefully this week it sounds a lot better. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, I didn't really have the best week, to be honest. I was just really swamped with work. Uh, we were basically, I do internal consulting, and what we had to do was a lot of our executives and stakeholders need to revamp their strategy given coronavirus and the economic impact of all of that. So we basically had to come up with new strategies and new implications this week. And a lot of the teams in my department have also been doing this. However, the other teams have kind of been like an all hands on deck kind of situation where everybody on the team has dropped their other projects, has worked on creating a coronavirus strategy and implications kind of deck or report. And um, for whatever reason, my team did not do that. So it was just me and one other girl working on this. And it definitely was just way too much work for two people. And so given I was working from home, I pretty much woke up and was working till pretty late at night. So that was unfortunate. And I just didn't really have good focus working from home and didn't really feel like there was a separation between work time and home time. So um, that definitely dampered my mood this week. And then on more of like a personal note, um, I had like debated whether or not I wanted to talk about this on the podcast, but I'm trying to be more open and transparent on the podcast because I know that people don't always go through the best of times and can sometimes relate to the things that we go through. Um, but basically, I had found out that my ex-boyfriend is seeing another girl, and this girl is somebody that like when we had first started seeing each other, she was kind of being flirty with him and I was always kind of worried about her um you know while we were dating she didn't really cause too many problems during our relationship but um yeah I guess now he's seeing her so it kind of caught me off guard and didn't really contribute to the already not so great week that I was having so that was a little tough to see and kind of weird for me to process because I've been feeling really happy and felt like I didn't want to be in a relationship with him anymore, knew it wasn't right for me, and was feeling pretty solid about the decision that I made and felt really happy about being in New York and loving my job and being surrounded by friends and doing what I've been wanting to do my whole life and felt really happy about that um, and didn't really regret breaking up with him at all and felt that I had moved on was pretty much over it. But then, you know, seeing that was um, hit me off guard and really upset me in the middle of the week, to be quite honest. Um, I definitely feel like I'm feeling much better about it. I feel like I've kind of processed it and I'm moving forward now and, you know, just kind of reminding myself that there's a reason that we broke up. I'm much happier now, maybe not at this exact moment, given the quarantine and everything, but just like knowing that that's right for me. Um but yeah, what I ended up doing was I, I had to like delete him off Snapchat because I just realized that I was driving myself crazy, like checking his location and realizing it that it was where this girl is. Um, that's not healthy for me. 
And so I deleted him off Snapchat and think that, you know, even if you end on good terms, it can be difficult, like, seeing that person move on. And especially given, like, we didn't even break up that that long ago. Like, it's only been, like, seven or eight months. So we dated for two and a half years. It's just, like, something I don't feel like I need to see. So out of sight, out of mind, and... You know, I'm feeling a lot better about it today and I'm going to be like working through it. And I do genuinely feel like I have moved on. And this is just kind of like a blip in that. Um, so, yeah, that was also just kind of like a low of my week. But on a more positive note, I did get the chance to reconnect with a lot of people this week. Um, I did. I don't know if you guys have ever tried Netflix Party, but um, essentially it's an extension on Google Chrome where you can watch like a Netflix show or a Netflix movie, whatever, um, with your friends. So you can watch all at the same time and have like a little chat going on on the side. So I did that this week and watched British Bake Off with our friends. So that was really great and definitely a high of my week. And I also got the chance to FaceTime some of my grad school friends who, um, you know, two of them live in New York. So I see those two pretty often, hang out with them pretty often. Um, I also went to Florida with those girls, but um, my other friend lives in Connecticut and we just like haven't gotten the chance to see her as often. And, you know, because the other two girls and I hang out pretty often, we just talk more. So we just hadn't had the chance to like catch up with this girl in a while. So it was good for the four of us to FaceTime together. And that definitely like brightened my week, like catching up with everybody. So although we're going through kind of weird times right now, um, and we're all supposed to be social distancing, um, definitely take this as an opportunity to maybe catch up with people who you might not have had the chance to catch up with, um, given how busy our lives can be when we're not in quarantine. And don't forget to leverage the technology that we have in today's world and use that as a way to keep in touch with your friends because they're definitely going through hard times too. And we can all use a little help in this time. So um, that's my tips for the week for staying in touch and staying social with their friends. And yeah, that's about it for me. Yeah, that's great. I think um, I've, you know, I think the, you know, this like, this like weird time that we're in all of this stuff with Rona um, has really been encouraging me to get together with friends over Zoom and all these other things. I think that's something that's really nice that sort of come out of this is that you know, sometimes I wouldn't talk to people unless I saw them in person. So I'd make plans with friends. We tried to get together every couple of weeks, but we wouldn't really talk unless we were getting together in person. So I think having this time now has sort of enabled us to just sort of think like, you know, we can still talk even though we're not seeing each other. So I think that's something that's been really positive because like when we got together and did a Google Hangout last week with all of her friends from home, we don't talk to each other unless we're we're all at home at the same time and we get together. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that's been really great about, you know, sort of an unexpected upside yeah. of everything that's been going on. And, um, yeah, I also just want to say thank you, Jen, for sharing all of that with your, you know, sort of what you've been dealing with in terms of your sort of, like, relationship struggles because that's something that I think a lot of people go through and especially when you have a long-term relationship like that, you know, that's not just something that you get over – right away and you know you can still carry those feelings 
not feelings, but you still carry emotions, Mm -hmm. you know, months after it happens. So it's not just something that, you know, will go away so quickly. When something is like such a, like a big part of your life, that's going to be there. Um, So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, it's tough, especially when you feel like you have like gotten over something and to be quite honest, like, even when I was dating my ex, like, for the last couple of months of our relationship, I knew that things, like, weren't where they used to be, and I felt, like, in my heart that it was right for us to, like, move on, and because I felt like our lives were kind of going in different directions, and, you know, we came to a mutual agreement about that, so I was, like, at peace with that, and was really happy and, like, moving on in New York, and Um, getting used to my new life and I remember like saying to my friends I can't imagine my life without him but now I can't even imagine my life with him so reminding myself of that has been helpful but yeah it is just kind of like a hard thing to process at first it's like oh a they're moving on b they're moving on with somebody that I do not like and who was kind of like a problem so yeah I think I don't know what's tougher I think I'm more upset about who he has chosen to move on with, to be honest. But um, if anyone can relate, just know that I am going through this, or if anybody has gone through this or will go through this, I have gone through this, and you can talk to me about this. And it's just kind of like a weird time of, like, processing those emotions. But today I'm feeling a lot better about it than I was a few days ago. So, like, I know I'm going to be okay. And um, I think it's also recognizing that you cannot be okay about something um, and like allowing yourself to be upset about something is okay as well. Like it's okay to not be okay. So I kind of allowed myself to be upset about it for a few days, um, process those emotions, and now I'm feeling a lot better about it. So it just was like another thing to add to my already not so great week. So I feel like my emotions were just high this week in a way that was negative so that wasn't great but I'm I'm hopeful that this week will be much better especially with work probably going back to normal so yeah anyway yeah yeah I love that it's okay to not be okay that might be the quote of the week I love that um yeah Yeah, it's it's kind of (laughs) weird because I we already had this conversation so I'm like what did I tell her yesterday but I know. I think. Um, <laughs> uh, I think one of the major conclusions we came to in this conversation yesterday was there is no shame in muting people or deleting people from your social mm-hmm. medias because yeah, Jen truly has been so much better and in a better place the past few months, and the fact that this little thing um, brought her back to kind of a more negative place just shows the impact of um, watching other people's lives on social media. So do what you got to do to keep yourself in the right headspace. I love that Instagram lets you mute people so Mm -hmm. you don't have to totally unfollow them. If you ever want to stalk in the future, you just mute them so you don't see their content all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's just a great way to protect yourself. And I'm really happy for you, Jen, that you're able to acknowledge those feelings, but also know that you truly are so much better off without him. And For sure. you don't want to go back to that. It's unfortunate that you don't really like who he's chosen, but like, whatever, not your problem, not your man. So yeah, you're, d- you're doing better in this new chapter. 
for sure thank you guys (laughs) yeah 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 well kira um that was that was very uh i like that inspiration not your man's not your problem um (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but anyway tell us how your week has been yeah hello everyone how's it going it's a little rainy in san francisco so i don't know if you can hear the rain pattering on the windows but um i don't think our mic is good enough to pick that up (laughs) i can hear it so it's quite cozy today um my week similar to jen again not because of the ex-boyfriend but the work situation i was definitely struggling to disconnect from work um, and speaking to some of my friends I think everybody's been kind of feeling that as we work from home it's just hard to live and work in the same space and kind of turn off work thoughts when you're sitting in your living room and then that's also where you're doing your work throughout the day so I also had a pretty busy week uh, with a deadline on Friday so I felt like I was just working from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed and wasn't really taking enough time for me. So that's something I'm hoping to leave in last week and move forward um, with a little more calmness, hopefully. You know, I think it's such a rare opportunity that we have here where literally the entire world has kind of slowed down and it feels like a disservice to not try to utilize this time to disconnect and reconnect with myself. So I'm trying to do a little bit more of a digital detox, Um, not full days, but just like an hour, two hours a day where I'm not looking at my phone, not going on my phone. My parents have said when I don't answer on the first ring, they get a little concerned. So sorry, parentals, but um, I'm still (laughs) alive. But just taking some time away from my phone because definitely it's all-encompassing the past few weeks, months, uh, just constantly on social media, constantly reading the news. Um, So definitely feeling like I need a little time to just sit and be and really think um, and maybe pick up a new hobby. We'll see. I don't know what new hobby I want to... Oh, actually, I did... Okay, we talked about this yesterday because I was like, everybody's picking up new hobbies and I'm going to hop on the same bad wagon, bandwagon and pick up the same hobbies. But I realized what hobby the past few weeks I've been wanting to pick up. I Uh want to be somebody who tastes food and can tell you what ingredients are in it. And I don't (laughs) think that's a hobby, but I want to try to Well, you want to refine your palate. Yeah, you're like, mm, I taste a little lemon zest. Is there lemon zest right. in here? Um, that's my new hobby. <laughs> so, what, so what you're saying is you want to just become Chris Morocco from Bon Appetit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's my new yeah. hobby. Uh, yeah. doesn't really work in quarantine because I can't just go get weird <laughs> foods and blindfold myself alone to taste food. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, that one's not a great solitary activity. Yeah, it's not a great solitary activity, but that's my new skill I'd like to acquire. Um, Yesterday, I totally deep cleaned the apartment, which was kind of nice. Um, I might have lost a few brain cells from all the fumes I was inhaling, but now I have a nice clean apartment 
And yeah, that's kind of it. I'm hoping to slowly yet surely work out a little more. I've been a little unmotivated, um, but just kind of trying to be patient with myself and acknowledge that you go through periods of time where you're not motivated and it's hard to be motivated when the world is kind of really weird and odd stuff is going on. So I'm sure a lot of other people are also feeling unmotivated, and it's kind of annoying. I don't know if you guys find this, but I'm finding it annoying that everybody on the internet is like, oh, I'm working out and doing all these, like, online workouts, and I'm still so fit, and don't get those quarantine pounds. I'm like, we are so, like, what an annoying society that we live in, that when all of this is going on, the thing we care about most (laughs) is, like, don't get fat. Like, what a fatophobic society. Yeah. Ugh, leave me alone. I like Yeah. <laughs> I want to work out more because my body does not feel good right now. Like that's the main thing. It's not so much about I mean, yeah, like I am part of the fatophobic society. I don't want to gain weight, but whatever. It is what it is for the time being. Yeah. But like my legs are literally sore and my knee hurts because I'm not moving as much. Mm-hmm. So that's why I want to get in a better uh flow routine I'm gonna try to just like once a day it doesn't have to be anything intense but just like whatever feels good for that day just do something that make my that makes my body feel better so whether it's like something more intense or it's just a stretch like just do it once a day take those few minutes for myself but yeah I'm finding the internet annoying with all the yeah join my Instagram live workout and don't gain weight yeah (laughs) leave me alone yeah (laughs) Totally agreed. I feel like there's almost two camps of people on the internet. So there's the people that you just described, Kira, who are really like pushing the at-home workouts, which again, I think is fine, especially when it's not uncommon to feel very sluggish in these times. And I think doing yoga or like an at-home workout can give you that energy back and boost your endorphins. But, you know, we shouldn't be saying, oh, don't get like the quarantine 15 or anything like that. Um, But then I also see, like, another camp of people on the internet saying, we're going through a pandemic. If you gain a little bit of weight, that's okay. Like, we're going through a pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Um, So I've seen that as well. Like, don't beat yourself up if you feel like you're unmotivated or you haven't accomplished much or um, you're eating not as well as you usually are, like, it's okay we're all kind of going through a rough time right now and a very unprecedented time in our society so don't beat yourself up too much about that and I am more yeah in the second camp with that like yes work out and do some yoga if it makes you feel better but also if you're gaining a little bit of weight or if you're feeling a little sluggish don't beat yourself up over it yeah totally agree there, there's also seems to be another group of quarantiners that are also really into bread making. Um, like the sourdough community has really expanded and the focaccia community has also <laughs> get it expanded. It's risen. Um, Cause it's dough and it's started. Uh, so no I feel like... also the banana bread. I'm telling you so much banana bread on the internet is making banana bread. There's a big bread community out there. That's really exploded. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of banana bread. Yeah. And I'm here for it. But at the same time, like, we get so many bananas at my house, and we eat them, but they just, you know, turn brown so easily. So at the end of this week, we have, I think, like, two or three pretty brown bananas. So I think my brother and I might hop on the train. What else are you going to do with the bananas? So 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm like, I guess everyone's making banana bread because all their bananas are Mm -hmm. getting super spotty. But I I just am like, how many banana loaves am I going to see in a day? True. Like, at least five. Five and up. Mm -hmm. Hey, at least people are making the most out of the food, so... You know, oh, I mean, yeah, when no you're home all day, what else are you going to do besides eat and think about your next meal? You know what I mean? While you're eating. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. scandalous topic, but like, my roommate and I, we eat bananas at very different stages. Like, I'm very pro mm-hmm. spotty bananas, and she's very pro, like, no spots, borderline green. Um, so it's a very scandalous topic there as well that we could dive into. Um, but <laughs> right. for the record, it's easier to digest when it's spotty and it's a lot sweeter and more delicious and you're not supposed to eat it when it's green. I'm just saying it's a lot better this way. Yeah. I'm right mm-hmm. is basically what I'm saying. It definitely has like a weird texture and taste when it's still like a little greenish. You know what I mean? It's like kind of like a stiff, yeah. gross They're like kind on your of, teeth. um, it leaves like a chalky, yeah. yeah, it leaves like a chalky kind of like a residue. Because they're not like. ripe. Yeah, because they're not Like ripe. they're literally not ready to be eaten. <laughs> it's very yeah. hard to digest yeah. when it doesn't have the spots. <laughs> Just yeah. so everyone knows, like spread the word. Our take on banana ripeness. Have you guys ever seen how a banana grows? How bananas grow on trees? They're freaky. No. They're like, they grow on, it's like, basically when the banana, so like we have like banana trees in El Salvador, so I've seen them up close and personal. So you have um, on the branch, hanging off of the branch, it looks like a giant almond. Like it's got to be at least like three feet long. It's like, but it's the shape of an almond and it's kind of brown, kind of reddish colored. And within that almond, the fake almond, is are all the bananas. So the bananas are, like, Ew. in this, like, giant cylinder, and they kind of... It's hard to explain, it's like a but, cocoon. like, they're sh- the shape Actually, that I they form. I think I've seen this. Yeah. It's like a cocoon, and then eventually that comes off, and I think once it comes off, and while the bananas are still green, you cut off that whole bunch of bananas. So that whole bunch of bananas might have, like, 50, 60 bananas. Oh, wow. And you just have to wait for them mm. to ripen, and as they ripen, you cut them off of the, like, big branch. And if you don't eat, like, an American or, like, the bananas that we eat in the U.S. or, like, of a different variety that you might find growing wild in Central and South America, and they're very different in taste, and it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, banana facts. So, bananas grow weird. They're, like, bizarre. <laughs> I have eaten a banana off a tree, though. Um, I went zip lining when I was in Jamaica with my family, and, uh, yeah, we just ate bananas off the tree in the jungle. So, that was cool. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Do you guys eat bananas from the bottom or top? Like, do you pull open it from the bottom or the top? Oh, I guess I take it from the top. Uh, no, the bottom. I think I take it from the bottom. Okay, from the bottom. Whatever the normal way to eat a banana is, like that top part that you pull off the bunch. That's the top, right? Yeah, so you should do it the other, the bottom. Yeah, that's the top. You should do it from the bottom because that's how monkeys do it and it's easier. Mm, yeah, it's kind of freaky. Well, this has taken a turn. This is yeah. now... This is just an episode about bananas. Banana takes. This is not in yesterday's episode. We'll have to share this on our Insta. Yeah. Yeah. Also, do you guys know how pineapples grow? No. They grow, <laughs> they grow, like, individually. So it's like a giant stalk and the pineapple sits on top. We also have these growing in El Salvador. My uncle grows them. 
So it's like one, like two to three foot long stem and the pineapple sits right on top and you cut it off from the top. That is odd. Pineapples grow weirder than bananas because they don't grow. They grow weird. Our take on fruit growing in the wild. (laughs) Yeah. This is now you guys know exactly how our episode yesterday went. It just yeah. took a weird turn. <laughs> this did take a weird turn. But anyway, <laughs> fruit's interesting and um the more you know about the things. Thanks you for the eat, fruit facts, Jackie. The more you know Always. fruit facts with Jackie. Of course. <laughs> um yeah, I All guess right, Jackie, let's go to your check in. Tell us Sorry. what's up with that you. Sorry. That took a that took a I digressed a lot. Um my apologies, but I think that's interesting. Um it's that was more interesting than my whole week has been. Um so I think that's sort of, you know, that's indicative Not of where wrong. I'm at. Yeah. Um my week has been boring. I've just been working and you know, sitting on my couch and watching TV. My mom and I watched a, you know, I'd already seen this, but my mom hadn't seen Kid Gorgeous, John Mulaney's uh, comedy special. She thought it was oh. hilarious. Mm. Um so Bye. I have another, you know, convert. So it was a lot of fun. He and, is so um, funny. Yesterday. Yeah, he is so funny. I love the have you guys seen the – it's on YouTube, so you don't even have to watch the whole special, but there's a the analogy he gives about how Trump is like a horse loose in a hospital mm-hmm. and how, like, no one knows what the horse is going to do, but, like, you know the horse should be in the hospital. Um, yep. <laughs> it's very funny. So I love that. But we were watching that last night, so it was a lot of fun. And yesterday before we recorded, I went to Trader Joe's, and that was kind of – that's the only time I've gone out this week, and we probably won't go to the supermarket for, like, another two weeks, but – I had to wait about 35, 40 minutes to get in. They're only letting in a few people at a time. And, you know, we were all proper, we were all following proper social distancing rules, standing six feet apart. So it was kind of weird to see and experience that, but also good to see. And it was reassuring that everyone was very calm and everyone was very understanding of the situation. It was also nice to see that, you know, I think the people that were panic buying, food and toilet paper and all these different things like the shelves are still stocked you know fortunately we're lucky enough to live you know even though this country is you know willfully unprepared for the oncoming pandemic we still are you know in a very privileged position where we have food and there's milk and there is cereal on the shelves and there are eggs and things like that and all of our basics are available and there are wonderful people that are going to work every day to make sure that we have all of these things so that was really great to see Um, and just like sort of a sign really even though getting into the supermarket was kind of weird once I was inside there were no empty shelves and things still kind of felt like a little normal so it was weird but also reassuring to know that I think this panic has, you know, in in part, there's been, it's sort of subsided. So that was um, kind of a little calming to see. But, you know, I mean, like, it was, I just hadn't really been outside. So it was sort of, I was curious to see how other people had been reacting. Because, like, I know that I feel okay and, like, I'm not panicking, but I'm just wondering how other people are taking it. But I think, you know, that's, like, a, a good sign to see that people have, sort of calm down, at least when it comes to their grocery shopping. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, yeah, everything isn't good. I mean, I was cleaning out my room this week, and I that's when I stupidly threw out my mic cable. I had all these wires in my drawer of my nightstand, and I was like, I don't need any of this. This is all garbage. And I just threw it out 
And then I realized five minutes before we were supposed to record yesterday that I threw out the mic cable, so I had to just order a brand new mic because you can't just buy the cable. So we'll have an extra mic, but only one cable, so it won't really be helpful. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's sort of also how my week has been going. But, you know, so far, so good. Can't complain too much. You know, uh, everything's okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing, Jackie. And that's definitely like a very adult problem is having uh, too many wires in one place and just like a bundle of wires that you don't use anymore. And of course, you throw out one that you actually need. That is just like an adult thing. So no worries there. We've all been there. I just wanted to say because I think um, we talked about it last week, but I think social distancing still seems to be something people haven't fully come to terms of understanding and I think because we live in a country where they're not going to tell us you can't go out and do something right um I feel like people are really taking advantage of the fact that you can go out to the grocery store and you can Mm -hmm. go out to work out and I know at least in San Francisco last weekend they had to close down parks Mm -hmm. because too many people were going out to parks and I'm not saying you shouldn't go out for a walk and get fresh air and do what you need to do to get through this difficult time um but I think it's unfair to take advantage of the fact that we are still able to go outside and absolutely you need to be staying away from people that you are not quarantining with um and Mm -hmm. I thought it was great that Jackie said that she will only be going to the grocery store once every two weeks and I think that that's something to really emphasize for people is you are going out You are minimizing the amount you go out to the greatest extent possible. So only go to grocery stores once, maybe twice a month, just really cutting it back. Um, And if you do go outside for a walk or a workout, completely avoid other people as much as possible and do what you need to do to take precautionary measures. I just wanted to. I know we brought it up and I know everyone's hearing it everywhere. I just feel like even some people, like some of my friends have been doing things where I'm like, well, you should not be going to do that. Like, that is stupid. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I am calling my friends stupid because they are. And taking those stay-at-home orders seriously, I know in California and New York, um, they are enforcing a stay-at-home order. And, you know, that basically means that you should be home unless you're going to the grocery store, unless it's pretty much doing something that is a necessity and like Kira said it's okay to go for a walk or run but really shouldn't be congregating in parks and things like that um like you really should only be leaving your house and your property when you absolutely need to we're in a pandemic and we're trying to mitigate the spread and even if you're seeing your one friend Um, If that one friend has come into contact with somebody who has the virus, like, that's that's how it gets spread. It's all through one person giving it to another person. So just be careful and please take this seriously. We're all making big sacrifices here, but I think it's for the greater good. People are dying and we need to keep that in mind, you know? Yeah, the last thing, and then sorry, we can move on. But something that I've been finding annoying is, like, this is not a vacation, and this should not be fun. And I feel like people are treating it like it's a vacation and that they can go out and do anything. And that is not the situation we are in. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, make it fun if it's fun, but, like, you should not be having a good time because people, like Jen said, people are dying. <laughs> this is not a good time. Yeah. In the words of Kourtney Kardashian, Kim, people are literally dying. People are dying. Yeah, literally yeah. dying. Yeah. Too good. <laughs> Hello, this is very Listen serious. <laughs> well, that's great advice and, yeah, something that we really want to emphasize, you know. As, you know, if this is, you know, the way we can yeah. try and encourage people to stay home, then, you know, maybe this is how we use this podcast and this platform for extra good. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah, for like one person. Yeah. To all 12 people listening, stay home. Be amazing. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Stay home. <laughs> yeah. and a little chaotic to say the least um but I think you know we had been you know talking about something else and something that got us really um interested and excited in talking about the topic I'm about to present is in the middle of uh yesterday's episode we found out that um our friends who both um the uh, both partners, both the couple, the pair, we are very close friends with from home, and uh, they both got engaged yesterday. Um, so that's very exciting. We're to each so other. We're so happy. To each other, right. Like, Yay. they, yeah, they got engaged to, yeah, each, to each other. Yeah, to each other. I was like, I don't know how to, like, I was like, how do I explain that we're friends with both, with both people? Anyway, um, they both got engaged. Basically, we have a two friends who are dating and now they're engaged that was hard for me to say thanks kira um so we're so happy for them and we're so excited we can't wait to go to their wedding um next year i guess (laughs) so um we're really excited and i think we're gonna drop an audio here because we were recording while we found out and we have our reaction uh audio here so i will leave a space here Guys, what? Look oh my at God. your phone. Oh God, hold on. We can cut this out of the podcast, but look at this chat. Wait, this chat? What's going on? Yeah, I put my oh phone. My God. Wait, what? Do oh, I tell you? Anna's Anna. engaged. <gasps> oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! I was opening my oh phone my God, to I'm look cry. at Facebook. Oh, oh my god! Oh, oh, oh! my god! My god! Oh my god! I, I thought it was. Can like, we not cut this out? Like, I'll blur it. I'll, no, keep it in. I'll blur no, out keep their names. In. Maybe they don't want And we could send this to Anna. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is crazy. This is insane. And that is our reaction. Say here yeah. one more time. Oh, right. <laughs> so uh, I think it's pretty funny um, that we were able to get that um, recorded. So I think that sort of, you know, got us thinking about um, how we're now officially entering into this 
bizarre time and phase of our lives where our friends are getting married. Um, I think we know people from our high school that have had kids already and that have gotten engaged and are getting married, whether they're our age or even a few years older than us. Um, but I just didn't know anyone personally. I don't think you guys did either, even just like friends mm-hmm. from college and things like that. I don't know anyone. These yeah. are my first friends that have right. gotten engaged. Um, so I think that's sort of gotten us thinking about how, you know, this is, people are becoming real, we're all becoming real adults, right? Sort of, like, I kind of don't feel like a real adult, but we're now entering that time. But it's just sort of interesting to think about how so much is changing, um, for other people and how that can be a little bit hard at times, um, when your life is sort of stagnant and, you know, not to say that we want to emphasize that, you know, your life has to revolve around a relationship, but I think that's something um, that I sort of have been thinking about, um, how, you know, people's lives have been changing so much, and and people are getting engaged, and people are thinking about getting married, but, you know, at least for me, like, I've never been in a relationship, and that's not always easy to see people do, and I'm certainly happy for my friends, and I'm so, I, you know, was practically crying yesterday, like, thinking about them just being so happy together, but I think it's still something that's not easy, um, to see. Even though you're happy for people, you sort of think, like, am I missing, like, what am I missing? Um, so Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys, like, have just initial thoughts that you might want to share, um, but that's sort of, like, what I've been thinking a lot about. Yeah, um, like Jackie said, we're so happy and so excited for our friends, and um, this is my first actual friend engagement and will be my first friend wedding, so that's exciting, but also weird. Like, I I think what's weird for me personally is knowing how far away I am from anything remotely close to an engagement, and... You know, something that was kind of difficult for me to come to terms with in recent months is uh, realizing I probably won't be married until I'm 30 at the earliest, and that's if I meet someone within the next year, um, which is fine. But I guess when I was younger, I kind of imagined like 27, 28 would be like a good age. But now, you know, things change, and I feel like the kind of normal age to get married is late 20s early 30s but even if you don't get married in that time frame that's okay and yeah it's just a little weird and I think your family can also give you a little bit of pressure as well I know my grandma has been asking me over the past few months if I've met any cute boys at work or if I'm dating and I'm like grandma I don't want to date anyone like I'm happy right now doing me and being single but yeah it is kind of like a weird phase where you feel like oh shit like I gotta find someone pretty quickly and get engaged or at least that's like the societal pressure and I think some pressure that we put on ourselves so um and that's not how it should be but I think it's normal to feel that pressure especially I think as a woman as well that pressure is more apparent and I think family members pressure women more and that that could be a whole nother topic onto itself but yeah I I don't really know I don't know if I'm really making sense here but it's just kind of weird thinking about that people our age are 
getting engaged and getting married and kind of a uncomfortable feeling when you recognize that you're nowhere near that right now. I don't know how you guys mm-hmm. are feeling about that. Yeah, I think, um, again, like Jackie said, we had a different topic that we were talking about yesterday, um, and it was actually more, we were just going through a creative block and struggling to find inspiration and come up with ideas. So when this uh, happened yesterday and we started talking about it on the phone and through text, we were like, oh, this is actually kind of an interesting topic to discuss. Um, So actually, I, I just mean to preface that again to say that I'm still kind of working through compiling all my thoughts on this. Um, So Mm -hmm. sorry that I might be speaking and kind of working through it at the same time. But I feel like I kind of might have a slightly different perspective. I don't know if it's just how my family is or just the fact that I am a little maybe behind in terms of relationships from a societal standards standpoint. Um, But I personally, marriage is very far from where I'm at currently. Um, And I also don't feel a lot of pressure to get married. And again, I don't know if that's just like from my family. Like, I don't think my parents, my parents are both married older. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's part of it. Um, But also, I don't think for them, I think for them, it would be important that they see me in a happy and committed relationship, but I don't know that they would define marriage. I mean, I could be misinterpreting this, but I don't think that they would think that marriage is the most important thing to them um, anytime soon. Maybe one day, but I think for the time being, um, there are other things that would make them more proud and mark as a success than getting married Um, and that's kind of how I view it like I don't view marriage I think it's kind of shitty that as a society we view getting married and having a family um, as such a big marker of success specifically for a woman Um, and I'm not saying it shouldn't be something to be like to have a family and have that unit of support Um, that's great to be something that we work towards, but I think we put too much emphasis on it. Um, Mm -hmm. and again, especially as women, like for me, it's really important that there's a lot I want to do before I have kids. Um, I feel not just because I feel like when I have kids, I would slow down, but also because I want to know that I am as complete of a human as I possibly could be before I commit myself to another human in that sense. Um, So that's partially why I'm not in a rush to have kids. Um, And again, like I said, like I would like to be in a committed partnership with somebody that is on my manifestation list is I would like to be in a relationship um, at some point in the future, uh, like not trying to conjure up a a dream boyfriend, but it's just something that I would like to get into the mindset of welcoming into my life is a committed partnership with someone. Um, but yeah, in terms of marriage, I just think it's 
not the best part of our society and our culture that we put so much emphasis on just getting married because I think so many people just get married for the sake of getting married Mm -hmm. and saying that they did it and also another preface sorry again all over the place but like this is no shade to our friends like our friends are great they should totally get married they're perfect for each other like we're super happy to them for them um and it's kind of goes along the uh, mindset of like everyone's going to do everything that's at the right point for mm-hmm. them. You know, for our friends, this is the right time for them to get married and this is what feels right for their life and their journey. But for us, we're not at that stage and there shouldn't be any pressure for us to be like, well, you have to find somebody because if you're not married by 30, you're, you know, an old hag. Like that's not the mindset that we should have. And I can't think of anything worse than entering a partnership with somebody who's not the right person just because you feel like you have to get married. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, actually, I can think of a lot of worse things, but I just think that that's not the right mindset to have. Like, oh, I'm approaching 30. My eggs are drying up. I got to get married. Like, it should be like you should get married because that person makes you want to be married to them and you want to spend the rest of your life with them. What I said to Jen yesterday when she was like, I feel behind, I was like, well, we're only like 25% of the way through our life. Like, do you really want to decide, again, no shade to our friends, but do you really want to decide who you're going to be with for the next 75% right now? Like, take your time to make that decision so that you spend the rest of that amount of time with the right person for you. And if you decide that sooner or you find that person sooner more power to you but if it takes you longer like in the grand scheme what's a few extra years for the rest of your life with the right person Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah I think that's all good points my take I totally yeah yeah, I totally like agree with everything you said I think it is totally unfortunate that that pressure is in my opinion disproportionately put on women to get married sooner rather than later and I I don't see men experiencing that as much um I also think you know my family is very Italian so there is unfortunately a lot of pressure to like get married and I'm not saying that it's right but it I just don't want my grandma to keep asking me (laughs) if I've found a man yet you know Um, so that's kind of no family pressure is real yeah and it's like tough to deal with and a lot of people go through that but Yeah, and I totally relate to everything you said, Kira, in feeling like you have so much that you want to do before you get married, before you have kids, and I feel the exact same way. Like, even if I was dating somebody right now, I don't think marriage would be on my radar. Like, that's just, I just don't feel ready for that. I do not, I can't even fathom the idea of having kids in the near future. So, I completely agree with everything you said. I think it's just kind of like a weird time right now and like you were saying Kira um we're still kind of trying to process our thoughts since all this happened yesterday and this is just something that we've been thinking about in the past 24 hours or so not even um yeah I just think it's like weird to think about there are people who are who are our age who are just at completely different stages in their life and how we're going to be entering this phase where a lot of our friends are going to start getting engaged and getting married and we're going to be going to weddings and it's just weird I guess like I have no other way to describe it um yeah it's just weird and I think 
I'm trying to collect my thoughts here. So sorry. I think as we start going to more weddings, though, um, I don't think it would be uncommon for some of us and not talking about like us, like the three of us, like our listeners included to feel um, kind of uncomfortable and maybe some pressure when we're seeing all of our friends getting engaged and maybe we're still single and we're like, oh my God, do I need to find somebody right now? And like Kira was saying, Mm -hmm. you got to move at your own pace. And I think when you meet the right person, or I hope (laughs) when you meet the right person, you know, and you want to spend the rest of your life with them and there shouldn't be a biological clock on, well, maybe not a biological clock, but like a societal schedule for that. For like, you need to get married Mm -hmm. by the time you're 30. I think that's ridiculous thinking about it mm -hmm. because I think in five years, yes, I'll be very different, but who knows? Like, who knows what's going to happen? I don't know. I'm not articulating my thoughts well, so I'll let one of you No, I definitely get what you're saying, though. I mean, the I definitely get what you're saying, though, Jen. I think the family pressure is real. I think the family pressure is, like, kind of sexist because at least, like, look, like, I don't mean to put, like, Latinos under the bus, but I think, like, cultures, (laughs) I think, like, when you have, like, cultures and families of people that are, like, that directly came from the old country, no matter what the old country is, there's going to be a pressure on women, more so than the boys, because obviously, right, for the girls to, mm-hmm. to get married, I constantly get asked, like, oh, you love you and your boyfriend, and and I don't hear the guys, any of my male cousins, because my brother's, like, my brother is, like, my brother has two kids, right, so, like, he's, like, in his, he has, like, his family, so it's at a point where, like, it's just, like, I get asked that question a lot, and so the other men in my family, like, that are my cousins that are around my age, like, they don't get asked that question, um, Although, yeah, for sure. I feel like all of my male cousins sure. have girlfriends because they're all players. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I feel like, <laughs> I, you know, I get asked that question, but, you know, the guys don't. So, you know, when it comes to that, it's sort of this weird um, – it's just sort of this weird existence because I never dated growing up and, like, I wasn't supposed to date growing up. And I think my parents never, like, discouraged me from dating, but I definitely, like, wouldn't have been okay for me to be dating before I was, like, 16 or 17. And so, you know, I think dating is, like, discouraged among young women, like, in our culture. But then, like, they also expect us to, like, have these relationships and to, like, settle down, like, in our 20s. So I'm, like, at what point was I supposed Mm. to, like, get used to the dating world? So it's sort of... um, it's just this, like, unfair standard um, that exists. And, you know, now I'm, like, at a point where, like, I have to say, like, no, I don't have a boyfriend. Like, it's the same as it was it's like, stop a month ago me. when I saw you. <laughs> yeah. Like, nothing's changed since I last saw you. Right. Like, like I'm here with my parents. My like, going. I don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> you know? Um, so it's yeah. hard. It's not easy. It's... For sure. Yeah. It definitely, yeah. And it's definitely a concern like what Jem was saying, like, even though I don't necessarily feel pressure to get married, it definitely does cross my mind. Like, I do or have for the past 24 years envisioned my life ending up with someone. Um, Mm -hmm. And now you are kind of at that phase where you're like, well, what if I don't find that person? What if I do end up like alone for a while? So you do definitely, there are fears there. Um, for sure, Kira. For sure. To add to what you were saying, Jackie. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Continue. No, it's okay. 
Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting for me just cause like, yeah, I think the the family pressure is weird because like I wasn't supposed to date growing up and, and now I'm still not dating and now my parents are like, why aren't you dating? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, I'm uh, busy. Yeah. And like, I think <laughs> dating like as a 20 something in New York is not easy. And I think sucks. like, I don't know that I like fit into dating culture either. Like I just like would find it hard to just like sort mm-hmm. of like, date from like person to person. I don't know. I don't think that yeah. I'd be like a serial monogamous, but like, I don't know that I also find myself like to be someone who can like fit well into dating culture now. I just like, don't think that that suits me, mm-hmm. but like also like finding like a person that's like, Oh yeah. Like I don't like dating culture either. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah. Also, where do people no, I totally people? relate like, I to know. that. Yeah. I totally relate to that Jackie. And, um, I felt like when I was in a relationship, I was like, oh my God, thank God I'm in a relationship because I don't even know how people meet people. Um, obviously, now I'm single, so now I'm like, I still don't know how people meet people. Yeah. And I got pressure from like, Sucks. like my, I guess my family members are like, you should meet someone at work. And I'm like, yes, there are cute guys at work, but also I'm not, no, like that's just not happening. Um, but then even for my friends, they're like, why don't you download Hinge? Like, you should just download a dating app, like, whatever. And there's nothing about a dating app that appeals to me. And I am not judging anybody that's on dating apps. I totally understand why people are on them. I just think for me personally, there's, like, I can't think of anything that would make me more uncomfortable than talking to a random person, like, or even going out to meet a random person. Like, that just sounds horrible to me and I'm a pretty like extroverted and social person but that just there's nothing that there's nothing about that that appeals to me (laughs) so I would just rather meet somebody organically and I'm I'm personally not in a rush to date anybody right now I don't feel like that's something that I want in my life at the moment so I think it's weird how even your friends can put pressure on you too in addition to your family which is that's something that oh, we need. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Not from you guys. I probably um. feel more. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Totally. Guys, no pressure. Stay single forever. Um. Yeah. I definitely like my friends will always a few select friends, not all my friends, but some friends will be like, "How's Hinge going?" And I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, it sucks. I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> I am not into the online dating, but like Jen said, it's kind of hard to meet yeah. people in real life. Especially when, like, okay, work. I don't have that many options at work right now. Like, my office is pretty small, and yeah, there's really not many people at my office. And then, well, we're in quarantinis, so I'm not going out to meet anybody, but (laughs) then you're, you know, you spend 95% of your week at work. I only have 5% of the rest of my time to, like, quickly snatch somebody up. Um, Yeah, no, it's very difficult, and I don't like... Everybody on Hinge, at least in San Francisco at this moment that I've seen, like, sucks. I'm kind of waiting for Hinge to be like, hey, you click X on everybody all the time. Are you okay? Um, and then you could be like, no. It's just <laughs> super... I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I have really high standards. Yeah. Uh, Blame Harry Styles. <laughs> all these men... <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> All these men are not good looking enough. Yeah. <laughs> they don't like Harry. <laughs> and also um, have the same, they have the same answers to everything. Everybody's the yeah. same. I'm bored. And, and um, my thing. Yeah. Basically it just sucks and it's hard to find people. And if anybody has any tips, let yeah. me know. <laughs> well, my thing too I'm just is... like waiting for, guys, there was that meme that we saw. I think I sent it to you guys. That was like, shout out to all my single people staying at home waiting for their dream guy to just break in. <laughs> like, that was that, so that one mean. hits real. That one hits uh, too close to home. That one's real. Yeah, it was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, wow, no need to call me out, but okay. Um, yeah, it's like, I feel attacked. <laughs> I think for me, too, something that I think about often that I get nervous is like, I want like whoever I'm with to also be friends with my friends. So I need to find someone who is, like, obviously, like, a nice person. But, like, I'm, like, we need to all be able to get along. Because if you can't be friends with my friends, and I mean, like, all of my friends. That's so important. No point. Like, I don't want to. So important. This is uh, a friend of mine. Like, she was dating this guy. And we, like, all, like, uh, I think this was the first time I met him. And, like, we got together at a bar. And he was so, like, I heard to be, like, this friend kind of like mm. want that reassurance like, or I think you kind of do because I think your friends know you but you know what I mean they shouldn't be like oh well I don't like this guy so you shouldn't date him but you know what I mean like you also want that like reassurance that like oh yeah this seems like a good guy yeah um so also this could just be me and like my life perspective so far but like my friends are more important to me oh, than 100%. any guy at this time mm-hmm. so if my friends are like no right. then I'm like no <laughs> like yeah. you're not yeah. worth it <laughs> But that's, again, just my mm-hmm. perspective because my friends are, like, the core yeah. of my social life and love life, truly, yeah. more so. Well, yeah, we're children. Yeah, we're children of Gilmore Girls and Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. So I think that, like, women are, like, more important oh. than men. Solitary, Solitary sister. Solitary sister, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think the lesson... To so, the, the takeaway yeah, here. Yeah, no conclusions yeah. here. <laughs> so it, I think the lesson is, is like, sisters before mistas, you know what I mean? Um, that's like our takeaway this mm-hmm. week, you know? So there's your inspiration. <laughs> and do everything at your yeah. own time as much as you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, listen to your heart above yeah. all else. And it's hard not to feel pressure from the outside, but... As long as you do what's right for you on your own timeline, you will hopefully end up happy because that's the most important yeah. thing. Um, and again, we're all going to feel pressure, but as much as we can like tune into ourselves and tune out that pressure, uh, everybody, even your family, even though you know they might be pressuring you, at the end of the day, they just want you to be happy. So they'll understand eventually, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think that's uh, those are great words to, to leave this topic on. Um, so I think this is something that we're going to certainly this is not just a topic for one episode. And I think that, you know, as we grow and as things change in our lives, we're going to have um, 
you know, more to share and, you know, new developments. So I think, you know, we're definitely going to come back to this again. And if you guys have any, you know, thoughts or feelings that, you know, you want to share, just like any stories, um, you know, feel free to reach out to us on, you know, on Instagram and Twitter. That's why we're there. Um, So, yeah, please do. Yeah, well, I think uh, that was a great discussion and uh, really happy we, we talked about that. But I think it's time to talk about hot takes because this is really, this is the heart and soul of the episode. Um, so, Jen, tell <laughs> me what is the good word? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> this week, um, just wanted to share some Bachelor-related hot takes, which is kind of mm-hmm. weird because we're in Bachelor off-season right now. Yeah. But Ben Higgins, who is... But the drama never nope. sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Uh, ben Higgins, who's kind of, like, become the father of Bachelor Nation somehow. Um, he <laughs> also just got engaged yesterday to his girlfriend, who is our age, so that's a little weird. And I think they have, like, quite an age gap. It's probably like seven years. Maybe that's not that bad. Um, but yeah, they got engaged. So happy for them. Cute. Congrats, Ben and Jess. So many engagements. Um, beautiful couple. I know. And then mm-hmm. another Bachelor-related hot take was Peter, the most recent Bachelor, um, arguably one of the worst in history, probably. was spotted with Kelly, one of the contestants on his <laughs> season. Um, they were in Chicago together, and the pictures showed Peter with Kelly kind of strapped over his shoulder. And first of all, I'm like, Peter, what are you doing? We're in a social distancing phase right now. It's a global pandemic. Stay home. Like, what are you doing? I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, something that I wonder is I know that he's a pilot, so he might still be working potentially. I'm not totally sure. So it's possible that he was in Chicago for work, but also clearly they were not keeping six feet apart. What are you doing, mm-hmm. Peter? No. So that was odd. And I'm also like, you're really going to go to Kelly? This is like a third choice at this point. Like, I don't know if they're just friends or what. Um, yeah. She wasn't even top four. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, Peter? What are you doing? So yeah, that was weird. Um, you know, just reassuring us that Peter is still really bad at making decisions and, uh, yeah, that's all I have for my hot takes this week. Amazing. Keeping us up to date yeah. on The mm-hmm. Bachelor-ish. Yeah, thanks for the Bachelor news, Jen. Always appreciated. I got you, fam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, Kira, tell me, what's up? I don't really have much hot takes because I just had a busy week with work. Um, I watched a lot of Criminal Minds, which I feel like I've seen a lot of Criminal Minds, but I never watched from the beginning in order. So I did that this week. And that's pretty much all I got. And then I watched Bon Appetit afterwards to kind of calm myself down because I did have a few nights where, like, I I really like Criminal Minds because it's just, it's more about the psychology and their profi- profilers. Um, but, and so most of it doesn't freak me out, but there was one episode where I was like, kind of creepy. I hope no one's stalking me and going to break into my apartment and murder me and nobody knows. Um, so... I watched a little Bon Appetit to balance it out mm-hmm. and help me <laughs> just uh, cleanse my mind. 
I went through a phase last year where I was watching a lot of uh, true crime documentaries and my roommate lived close mm-hmm. to school and she ended up going home pretty often. So totally feel you, Kira. I would watch these documentaries by myself in my house. And to be honest, the town that I lived in for college is not the safest like I don't know some of our friends might know this but senior year my house got shot at so that's just kind oh of like God. the setting Whoa. that I was in yeah I could talk about this I don't another think time I knew that wow yeah it was like some drug thing going on our house got shot at I was not there I was home for a winter break but some of my housemates were still there during finals so bad times but um yeah not the safest place and then I was watching these true crime documentaries and I'm like why did I do this to myself so I would buffer with the office or friends so I feel you Kira (laughs) yeah you know when it's so good but you can't stop yeah it's like I feel you know it's bad for you but you can't stop I'm like yeah Mm -hmm. I I shouldn't do this but so addicting (laughs) yeah feel you I feel that Jackie any hot takes this week um, yeah, so I have two things I just want to mention. So I joined last night a Facebook group called Accidental Renaissance Paintings, and it's so funny. So it's sort of like dog spotting where people submit their own pictures. So Jackie. Um, I think I just love I also follow like classical art memes. I think like any of those things are so funny. Um, but basically people will submit their own photos of accidental Renaissance paintings. It'll be like a, a drunken bar fight that's caught in exactly the precise moment where everyone's sort of like flailing and arms are splayed (laughs) and there's sort of one focal point that's like well lit. Um, so really funny, really glad to be there. Um, I'm trying to think, I don't think I've ever accidentally taken an accidental Renaissance painting, but I'm going to try now. Um, to just capture, you know, <laughs> moments, candid moments of my life. Um, so that's really funny. Uh, that's like what I mean, like, this is like, I'm just trying to entertain myself somehow. And I also listened to um, a new podcast because I've run out of podcasts to listen to um, called Floodlines and it's by The Atlantic. Um, and I don't actually know when it came out, probably a couple months ago because all the episodes have been released and I listened to it in about two days. Um, but it's about Hurricane Katrina and just talking about um, like how, how everything unfolded and it really focuses on, um, just sort of like the racism experienced by the, um, black community in New Orleans, which I think we all know, but I just think it's really interesting to hear stories directly from people that were impacted by the storm. Um, and just like, it Mm -hmm. sort of just talks about the subtle, well, not subtle, but just sort of the, you wouldn't even necessarily notice it unless you fully understood the implications. So they talked about looting, for example, and how, you know, um, looting that was done by white people versus black people could be seen as justified versus, you know, any looting done by black people may be seen as, you know, criminal acts. And then if there's like one person that steals a TV out of the thousands of people that are trying to get food and water and and all of these basic necessities on the news and in media, they'll show that one person that's stealing something that obviously isn't an essential good. Um, And just sort of the portrayal and how government response um, was, even if they didn't think that they were doing it because of racism, they probably were, Um, and just has been really interesting. Um, And even though, you know, Katrina was 15 years ago, I think it's so relevant today, 
um, and just was really interesting. So I highly recommend. Um, yeah, I love like, and it's kind of happening now yeah. in a different sense. Yeah, exactly. I know? think For yeah, sure. I think it's very relevant With the when it comes to portrayal of any group of people, really. But like in media, how it can just be so skewed. And unless you're aware of that, you don't realize what you're being fed and, like, what, like, you understand to be truth. And it's really not. Um, so I highly recommend it. It's a nice, like, eight-part series. And they're, like, hour-long episodes. I like miniseries like that because they're usually, like, especially, like, by The Atlantic or other reputable, like, organizations that have fantastic journalists. They're sort of really good stories that are compact and... Um, like really well told and it's like a nice like mini series so you sort of get the whole story and if they've already all been released and you don't have to wait for new episodes to come out um, so highly recommend um, yeah so that's sort of like what's been going on what I've been into this week um, so yeah awesome yeah, thank you for sharing sure. of course <laughs> yeah I'm always looking for new podcast recommendations as well because I listen to everything all the time. So, like, you know, I've listened to every episode of The Daily. I'm listening to all of the various NPR podcasts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm getting all of that, and I'm taking it in mm-hmm. as it's coming. So I like to listen to other sort of um, different, like, non-newsy, even though it's still news, right? Like, more, like, podcasts that, you know, that are, like, based on storytelling, kind of. Um, so really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um... I think uh, it's time that we, you know, talk about our shares and heroes of the week. Um, I think we want to just give a general shout out to healthcare workers, doctors, nurses, hospital staff, um, anyone who is working during this crisis, delivery drivers, um, cashiers, any grocery store clerks, and uh, sorry, what'd you say? Paramedics. Paramedics, yes. Any first responders, um, you know, anyone who's working in restaurants right now, really anyone who is um, really just sort of sacrificing themselves for the common good and for the greater good. Um, We really appreciate the work that they're doing because if it wasn't for them, we couldn't all sit and stay at home and, you know, eat carbonara and watch comedy specials with our parents. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that, you know, quarantining like we are is such a privilege, um, and not everyone has that opportunity. And if it's not for anyone who's working from healthcare to working in stores, uh, you know, janitors, um, people that are cleaning facilities, construction workers that are building these, um, field hospitals without them, we couldn't you know, do what we're doing. Um, so that's why it's so important for us as well to take that re- that responsibility to, you know, uh, self-isolate and to social distance. Um, so thank you so much to them. Um, we, you know, there's no way to express our gratitude, but, you know, we hope that, um, you know, once this is all over, maybe we can find a way to, to better express our, you know, how thankful we are. Um, so, yeah, and I think, uh, Jen, do you have a, a, sh- a Shiro this week? I do. Um, and, of course, totally agree with everything Jackie said. Thank you to all of those who are working on the front lines as essential workers during this weird and crazy time. Um, but also, just wanted to give a shout-out to my mom because this morning um, I went down to make myself some breakfast 
and I had expressed to her this week that I kind of missed the sweet green salads that I usually get for lunch at work and usually she'll buy me uh, these prepackaged salads from the supermarket near our house which are fine but they're just not they're just not as good um, so I kind of told her like I'm sick of eating those they're not as good I wish I had sweet green and this morning, I realized that she had bought all the ingredients for one of my favorite sweet green salads and was meal prepping salads for me. So that was Aww. so sweet. <laughs> so just wanted to give a it's shout out to love. my mom for doing that. Um, we will uh, see we if they live moms. up to the sweet green hype. <laughs> shout out to Tear. That's so You're the nice. best. Not that she listens, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, thanks to our parents, who are just wonderful people. We love you. Um, but that is really sweet. Um, that is such a mom thing to do. She's like, you know what? I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna make her sweet green, even if we can't have sweet green. Um, so it's very sweet. So, yeah, I think, um, I think that we're uh, about ready to wrap this up. I don't know if we have any retakes this week. I think this whole episode was a retake. Um, so... Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, everyone's I'm set. good. Awesome. So I think with that, we just want to thank you all so much for listening um, to take two of episode 32. We're really happy that mm-hmm. we were able to re-record, and we hope that you enjoyed this episode. So we all ha- hope that you have a wonderful week, and we hope that you stay happy and stay healthy. Um, so we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Stay home. Ciao.